So hey folks, welcome to Redshirt Rabble, here joined again with Squid of Love. Say hi. Hello everybody. Today's topic is the Idris Frigate. I have to keep, make sure I, <laughs> I don't mispronounce it Corvette, because I'm so used to saying Idris Corvette, I do it all the time, so I do apologize in advance if I say Corvette too many times, folks. Uh, it was a Corvette, for those of you that don't know, it was changed to a larger frigate size, you know, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, indeed, for Squadron 42, actually, it was made bigger and bigger, and it, it could not be considered a Corvette anymore. So we now have the Idris Frigate and the Polaris that took its place as a Corvette. So essentially, there's two main variants of the Idris, the M version and the P version. Yes, indeed, and the M version is the military version of the Idris Frigate, while the P will be more like for patrol services, for delivering supplies and everything that is needed for a military force to operate. Yep, so you essentially have the military version which has a spinal railgun, and you have the civilian version which is designed for patrol and cargo and things like that. And I'm really excited about this railgun, destroyer railgun, which is supposed to be a size 10. I don't think we have seen anything that huge and scary in the Star Citizen universe. We haven't seen it yet, but I'd love to get one of those size 10 railguns and turn it into a speeder bike, and I can kind of ride that around on a planet and just shoot for my speeder bike. <laughs> like a huge dragonfly? Something like that, but instead of it being a speeder bike, just being a gigantic cannon I can ride around on. That sounds fun. These two frigate variants. To my knowledge, the M variant is much more limited uh, compared to the P variant. I think there's a few hundred M, and at this point, there I think there's more than 400 P models. Well, it's kind of logical because the P, I think, is going to be essential for any military organization to carry around personnel and supplies. While the M, we have warships like the Polaris, like the Javelin, that uh, will have the job to destroy other capital ships. The Idris M will be a nice addition to your fleet, but is not a ship that has a heavy armor, an equally heavy armor with other warships. It's more of a more manual and highly configurable capital ship. Right, so the traditional role of a frigate uh, in real life is a screening vessel to provide basically scouting and uh, forward recon to areas that may not be as secure as you would like. So this ship is not a ship of a line. It's, it's not, you know, heavy board caliber uh, kind of turreted ship. It's more like a, it's more a screening ship out in front of the main fleet, uh, providing patrol craft, light patrol craft that are going out and spotting the enemy and things like that. So that seems to be the traditional role that this fits into as well with Star Citizen, as it's configured, uh, you know, as it's described and configured. So the ship is not meant to take, you know, massive damage from larger ship of the line type craft. It's meant to be sort of that middle ground between, you know, fighters and. Uh, Constellation-sized ships and larger capital ships. Yes, indeed. It's not meant to take a lot of beating, but I think the railgun is there for a reason. I think you could take advantage of the maneuverability of the Idris, position yourself in a good spot, and then uh, fire against a bigger capital ship while it is fighting your javelin or uh, something else. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I could also see the both variants of the Idris being used as a boarding ship. So some of these ships in larger fleets being configured strictly for troop transport and uh, having ships, essentially three or four ships within 
loaded with marines, maybe Argos or something like that, uh, transferring marines to a certain location. It is definitely a role we are going to see the Idris uh, being used at. It can be used in boarding operations, but uh, not by itself. I believe it will need a lot of escorts, a lot of support in order to be successful in that kind of operation, especially if you are attacking a heavily defended installation or another capital ship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And really, at the end of the day, I don't think any capital ship should probably operate alone, right? I mean, all of these ships need some kind of support, whether it be fighter, um, you know, fuel and repair or other kinds of things, ammunition and things like that. Oh, yes, definitely. So let's go over the stats real quick. Um, obviously, Aegis is the manufacturer and you can tell by looking at the address that has sort of that Aegis line style to it. It's very aesthetically pleasing. I like the redesign and the, the up uh, look of the Idris. What do you think? I do like the way it looks. I do like how it's been repurposed from a Corvette into a frigate. Uh, we will have to see the final design though. I don't know if this is what we will be getting in the game later. What do you think? I think they're getting pretty close to having this done because uh, obviously the Idris is a critical component of Squadron 42 and that whole narrative. So I think they've made quite a few changes to the Idris. It's being worked on quite a bit and they're getting to the point where it's just about complete. It may not be fully complete, but uh, I think they're to the point where you're probably talking 90%. Yeah, probably, probably that's the case, and this is also why it was changed into a frigate to be used in Squadron 42. Yep, absolutely. And that's sort of the pattern CIG has had. The ships that play a major part in the first Squadron 42 episode seem to have gotten more attention than others for obvious reasons. You know, they need to include these models within the campaign, so therefore, you know, the resources being allocated to build these ships out and get them ready to go. Yeah, it's kind of uh, logical if you think about it, because Squadron 42 is going to attract a lot of new players to the game and to the Star Citizen universe in general. So on to the specifications again. Uh, cargo capacity is listed as 200-something standard cargo units. So I assume that's to carry supplies to maybe refresh the fighters and uh, disposable ordnance and things like that. Almost 250 meters length, 50 meters in height, and 130 meters in beam. A pretty big ship. Yeah, it's kind of huge. Well, not as huge as others, but it's one of the biggest that we will have in the universe. And this. The capacity, the car capacity is going to probably be more for the P, the address P, as it will be used for supply runs, for transporting troops and uh, stuff like that. So in terms of uh, engines and maneuverability, so clearly the ship probably won't be as maneuverable as, let's say, a Polaris, but still is small enough as a capital ship to have pretty decent maneuverability. Yeah, it will be essential for its survival since it cannot take a lot of beating, so it will have to get in and out as fast as it can. Not as fast like the Polaris, like you said. Something very interesting with the Idris is the fact that it has separate seals for the bridge. This isn't something that we have seen before in another capital ship. Maybe we will see it in the future, though. So, aside from its very large engines, you would need to move something this massive. Um, you have a, essentially a bunch of turrets assigned to the Idris as well. You have the spinal mount railgun uh, that we talked about that's available on the M by default. But obviously with the P, if you really wanted to put the railgun on the P, they've said several times that you're able to do that. I don't know how useful will that be for the P if you want to use it for specific purposes. But if you want to have some extra punch, then why not? Go ahead and add the destroyer railgun. 
Right, and I think the point there is they're trying to say that if you purchase the M or you purchase the P, they're, the variants are interchangeable. So you can turn a P into an M once the game is launched and vice versa. Exactly, yes. So obviously uh, something else that it has, it has a bunch of anti-ship missile launchers. Um, I th actually, I don't know if it's a bunch, I think it's maybe one or two. But it has uh, that capability, it has like pop-up turrets I've seen in a couple animations. And of course it has a jump engine. What do you think on the purposes we can we could use the Idris? Only for military? Only for uh, military organizations? It will be better for military organizations? Or maybe for an organization that wants to travel around the belts and do something else? I mean, it can carry some fighters, some small ships. So instead of having some space priority fighters, why not add some exploration ships and go out there trying to discover stuff? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think the Idris will be able to be used for a wide variety of tasks, operationally speaking. You know, whether it be supporting exploration routines, whether it be providing light cover to mining ops, whether it be providing uh, light transport capability, uh, because obviously it can have a few fighters uh, attached to it. And that's another question too. How many fighters? Uh, I've read several different places. They expect three medium-sized fighters and maybe an Argo. Some people say four. Yeah, maybe three, four, including the Argo. I think it's quite a decent force to carry with you in order to assist you. And of course, scout ahead. Yeah, so the other thing is, um, too, with the fighter complement, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's not just the fighters and capabilities you have on the flight deck, it's also how many you can have essentially hot launched. So it's perfectly conceivable to have three or four fighters out there patrolling and having three or four fighters on the flight deck as well. The interest isn't limited to just four, three or four total. It's also, you know, it's essentially what you can land at one time. That's what that number means. Double that if you're willing to hot drop some of this, uh, some of these fighter craft. That's a very nice idea, actually. You can have uh, the same number of uh, fighters inside and outside patrolling, and when they need to to replenish their ammo or have to refuel, they can change with the fighters that are inside. So in that way, you are increasing your firepower, you're increasing your capabilities. That's actually a very good idea. So the limitation to that, obviously, is the fighters that are hot-dropped, um, there may be a certain squad of four, they have to have a jump engine, because clearly they're moving along places you know, with the Idris. They're not able to be stored when the Idris jumps because you already have a full hangar bay. So those fighters, it may be, you know, you carry um, three or four gladii and then three or four sabers or something like that, and the sabers would jump with the Idris while the gladii are docked. Yeah, well, or you can have three or four uh, fighters with uh, jumping capabilities and some snap fighters inside, maybe more snap fighters because of their size, and go like this. There are plenty of possibilities, there are plenty of opportunities you can take with Idris. It all depends on how many people you will have on your organization, since the crew is at around 37, possibly more, that you need in order to operate Idris, uh, Idris well. Yeah, and we'll definitely see on the crew requirements. I think a few times they've tried to reduce the crew requirements, even with the Javelin and some of these other ships. I'm not sure if that 30-ish, 40-ish number that we've given before is, is accurate in what we you know, expect in the future game, but we'll see. I think that's constantly changing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as, exactly as you said, uh, having small snub fighters, being able to carry an entire squadron of those, potentially, in an Idris seems likely considering their size and how much flight deck space you have. 
It's going to be interesting when uh, we will see it in the verse, when we will see it in Squad 42, and uh, we will understand what its actual capabilities is. So, of course, with the Idris, another capability you get uh, from the P side, if you're thinking about cargo runs or using it for other purposes, the Idris P, and the M obviously as well, can land on the surface of planets, which uh, is interesting for capital ships. Obviously, we've seen pictures of the Polaris landed. We've seen hints if the Javelin is supposed to be landing capable or not. But it's pretty clear at this point that the Idris will be able to land on the surface of planets, probably normal to low-gravity planets, I'm not sure if uh, the thrusters will be able to keep it up on high-grav worlds, but we'll certainly see. Well, I've said before, this is an idea that I really like for capital ships, but it will certainly help a lot of people that want to visit planets and want to do it in style with their Idris and, of course, with more firepower. I'd prefer all the capital ships to, be, to stay on orbit around the planet and then send sieves, snap sieves, or tilt the sieves to do whatever they want to do on the surface. Well, that's me. What do you think about this uh, ability the Idris P will probably have? Well, from the exploration side, you can certainly see the Idris being used in a way where you could potentially load it up with rovers and a few small snub fighters to uh, survey the you know top area of a planet or surface of a planet fairly quickly. So having an Idris sort of scalp. Uh, it has the equipment available that three or four uh, constellations may have combined. So that's that's one thing. It's going to be interesting to see how they sort of balance that out and uh, if the Idris will have sensors and, and be able to carry the equipment and supplies they need to actually explore. Uh, I'm okay with the Idris and the Polaris landing. The Javelin, I think, is pretty big to, to land on the surface of a planet, but we'll see what they do. Well, for sure, it's going to be a very expensive ship to use for that role. I think taking out in that way in order to explore will cost a lot of money. It will require a good source of income in the Star Citizen universe to justify using it like this. But, like I said before, if an organization is rich enough and wants to do it, there should be the possibility, they should have the option to do it. Right, and we don't really know what that scale is going to be, you know, what those maintenance costs are going to be and and how um, how difficult it will be to maintain an Idris P in, in those kinds of situations. I s certainly hope that we'll see within the next few months, although release something that gives us an idea of how valuable and how reliable these ships will be in these multiple roles. Maybe not at all. Maybe they're just going to be so expensive to maintain, you won't be able to do these kinds of things, but we'll see. Yeah, we will definitely see, and um, can't wait. Can't wait to see all the capital ships one by one getting into the universe, into Star Citizen, and um, actually provide us with fun gameplay. So, uh, from the large organization fleet level, how you would use the Idris, you know, whether it be a P or an M or however it's configured, to use as a picket ship to place. Maybe you have a Pegasus, or maybe you have larger carriers at the core of your force. You have destroyers providing flak and anti-ship weapons, anti-other, you know, capital ship weapons. And you have your Idris sort of on the periphery of the scanning area that launches patrol fighters, make sure it's out to, to scout several areas. I can see the Idris being loaded up with Hornet ghosts uh, to go out there and try to spot the enemy, obviously, before uh, your main fleet is spotted. Well, yeah, definitely. It can. It could be used as a scout for more enemies that are coming in the area, but it could also be used in order to 
bring more firepower in the field, not only with its uh, weaponry, if we're talking for the M or a P that has the railgun, a P that is uh, configurable into having more firepower, I will see the M be used more in uh, field operations, getting in uh, the battlefield, deploying fighters, firing with its railgun a couple of times, trying to outmaneuver the enemy and then get out, get back in to bring more reinforcements. I can see the P being used mostly to bring troops, to be honest. So if there is a ground operation somewhere, I can see it transporting troops and with some uh, Argo utility snaps, getting those uh, troops on the ground or the installation. At least this is what I imagine the Eaters will, uh, they're all the Eaters will have in the verse later in a military operation inside the military organization. I think another use of the Idris in large-scale combat would be a repair ship. So a lot of the fighters, smaller, you know, medium-sized, smaller fighters that take damage during a large engagement, to have uh, a few specific Idris frigates designated as repair ships for these fighters to land on, get a quick repair, and launch back would also probably be a valuable use for these ships. Yeah, they definitely could be used like this as well. It will be a nice uh, extra ability to have in a fleet, especially if you cannot afford a crucible or something else like that. And also, obviously, the crucible can handle one ship, so you could land multiple on an Idris. And, you know, it's to use the Idris as a support vessel, which it looks like it's that's how it's scaled. You know, it's not meant to be in the front line of fleet action, but to have it maybe sitting back a little bit, repairing ships, and maybe occasionally, if you have an M, taking a shot with that gigantic railgun, um, you know, it, it seems like a ship that uh, could be very useful in a myriad of ways. Indeed, indeed. It's going to be very useful in any fleet, and uh, it's going to be... After the Polaris, the most common capital ship we will probably see in the Bears, because the Javelin and the Bengal are going to be kind of rare, in my opinion. Yep, we shall see. And I'm sure that'll change too, because over time, I think you'll see all kinds of new ship classes that are released from the light cruisers, the heavy cruisers, Battle cruisers, battleships, dreadnoughts, all those kinds of things. I think there's a whole line of ships that we just have no visibility on whatsoever right now, but we're going to see them in the future, which is going to make all of these uh, other ships that we can fly now and we can purchase now, so to speak, uh, pretty rare. Well, definitely we can only wait and hope for more and more awesome capital ships to be added in the Star Citizen universe. Oh, I think they have to, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. So these are all the news we have, all the info we have about the Idris Frigate. A very interesting concept, a very interesting capital ship that we will also see in Squadron 42. And it was a very interesting discussion. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. And don't forget to see us next time talking about the Bengal carrier. Bye-bye. Take care.